everybody and welcome to Peeping in Style. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and you are in the place to have consistency, clarity, and authenticity in your business. I'm excited to have with me today Miss Miriam Marsh. Miriam and I have been friends for some time. Um, we met at a chamber meeting, guys. We talk about networking all the time, and so this is a perfect example of how networking yielded itself to an amazing friendship with uh, my girl Miriam here. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. So, uh, Miriam, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is awesome. I'm so excited about it. Okay, so since I have known you, we have um, had a gap in since we've seen each other. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we keep up with each other on yeah. social media. Absolutely. So, um, we kind of know what's going on in each other's lives. But I still want you to tell everybody a little bit about you and your journey and sort of where you are now. Okay, absolutely. Well, my name is Miriam Marsh. I am the CEO for Bell Generation Hair System. Um, it is a company that actually started out as a consulting firm, but um, along the way, some things happened, so um, now I'm in the hair care. Okay, so, yeah, I heard a pastor of mine once say that being persistent is doing the same thing over and over again, just continuing to do the same thing. But being tenacious is moving forward, but adapting for the change. And that is a really good description. That's why I like that word to just use adapt because we do have to. And I think people don't realize when they get in business that, you know, just because you start off doing one thing mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's going to be the thing you do for the rest of your life. And that, exactly. Because in life, things change. Industry changes. Yeah. I mean, God forbid you're a social media manager. You have mm -hmm. to think about those algorithms every five minutes and changing and adapting to that. Right, right. So as entrepreneurs, we do have to recognize that that's going to be a huge component of our business. And we shouldn't let people shame us when right. we do have to adapt or make a certain change. And a lot of people get stuck because they're like, well, this is not what I set out to do, or this is not how it's supposed to be, exactly. because they have a vision in their head, but I'm like, you know what, just go with it. Yeah, yeah but some people will stop. People, yeah, some people, people stop. will be miserable thinking they have to do it this one way, right. and not realize that they can just adapt, make the adjustment they need for them. That's why I think it's so important, guys, here on PB and Style, when we're talking about personal branding and doing it your way, is that the your way piece is the important piece because right. along the way everybody's going to try to give you their opinion everybody's going to try to tell you how they would do it mm -hmm. but the important thing is how do you need to do it right. so you that find your way yeah you gotta find your way i love that so when did you decide well tell us about the transition from uh having your consulting business to becoming a, a hair care industry mogul um, tell me how that, how did that transition happen? Well, interestingly enough, I started out wanting to do consulting because I enjoy helping small businesses get to that next level. Right. So that's what I set out to do. So it didn't happen immediately and it kind of took a little bit of a detour. So while I was waiting for that to wrap up, something else came along that, you know, with our organic shampoo line mm -hmm. that gave me an opportunity. So to the consulting business, I didn't say never or right. this is never going to happen. Give it up, yeah, I just kind of put it on the shelf. I said, 
consulting side seems to be ramping up as well because ah. now that people see the brand and, and they're talking to me and they're seeing just how much I can actually help on the consulting side. Mm, on so the development of yes. their own business. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. yeah. So That's how that works all the time though, yeah. right? Like, and my husband said to me, because um, with personal branding, um, I was struggling to get people to understand what that meant, what right. I meant by it, right? Yeah. And so my husband's like, well, you know, you should do the thing that they want mm -hmm. and then show them how personal branding applies to right. that thing. Yes. And <laughs> right. And so yeah. that sounds like very something that you did, very close to what you did. Like you were doing the consulting thing, this other opportunity came around. It's a product line that you had to develop. Yes. And then when people start seeing that, now the question is, well, how did you do that? Right. Exactly. Can you show me how to do mine? Yes. And so, boom, consulting. You want to do consulting, but you had a product now that you developed, and now people see how important it's the development of that is. Exactly. So, yeah. So yeah. that's sometimes, the nail on the Yeah. So sometimes that's how it happens, and that's when we go back to your word, adapt. Yes. You have to be able to adapt. You have to open your mind up and not be so stuck on the one thing that you want to do mm -hmm. and broaden your scope to encompass the things that people need in that genre. Absolutely. And then you can sort of sneak what you want to do in the back door. Yeah. And right? I, I like to treat it like a shelf because, yeah, I do get a lot of ideas of things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure other people go through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I say, okay, I got this idea and I put it in a box. And I think to myself, is this something I can do something with it now? Mm -hmm. Or do I just kind of put it on the shelf and wait for, mm -hmm. for an opportunity to bring it back down again? So I never eliminate any ideas that I have. I just either shelf them or I open them and, and do something. Do something with them. Mm -hmm. That's part of being sort of the having an entrepreneurial mindset. And, and you're creative too, right? Yeah, so right. that's <laughs> sort, of, sort of, it's a... It's a, a mind mudding of sorts, you know, because yeah. it's like you have this, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to develop these businesses, but then your mind never stops creating businesses to do right. because we see a need for something. It's like, oh, I have to, I have to figure something out for that, exactly. you know, yeah. right? So, yeah. yeah, that is normal, people. You should yeah. recognize that as normal. So, talking about your hair care line, mm -hmm. what type of product offer? Let's talk about this. Okay, well, we're starting out with the um, moisturizing shampoo, so it's a two-in-one. I'm kind of, I'm really excited about it because it doesn't exist mm. in the market, at least not for ethnic women. Mm. We always have to have our shampoo mm -hmm. and we have to have our conditioner mm -hmm. and maybe two or three bottles of mm -hmm. conditioner at that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for one shampoo. Yeah, because we have, you know, we have dry hair, mm -hmm. so I found a way to combine the two because I was like, well, if mainstream can have a two-in-one conditioning shampoo, mm -hmm. why can't ethnic women have it too? Absolutely. So I started experimenting with some formulas, and I found that we can. It's just, I don't know why it's never been developed, but it's it's there. Awesome. So I got that, and then I came out with a revitalizer. So for our hair, you know, um, maybe the next day or the day after, because of weather elements mm -hmm, or just mm -hmm, sleeping mm -hmm. on your sheets, mm -hmm. it, it will dry out your hair. Yes. So the revitalizer is like a leave-in moisturizer. That oh, you just, like brings, for daily use? Yeah, for daily nice. use. Nice. So it just brings back the moisture. That's not, and that's important because, honey, y'all know <laughs> the struggle honey, is real. The struggle is real. <laughs> so yes, that's the good. The other day, someone was asking me uh, if I was doing styling products, mm -hmm. and I haven't gotten into that yet. We may. It's just for the shampoo and the conditioning, the leave-in revitalizer. Mm -hmm. um, it is organic, so it's a natural product. There's only four ingredients in there. Wow. And sometimes when you're talking about styling products, it's not as easy to translate into organic yeah, yes. because it is those chemicals that hold 
that hold things and in make place. It, yeah, yeah. So it's not as easy, you know. I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to experimenting and trying things, but you know, I'm not 100% certain that I'll, I'll be able to find that alternative solution. Right. And you know, with uh, you know, having ethnic hair myself, I don't know if y'all know <laughs> this, but anyway, um, you know, it is difficult and challenging. I'm also a licensed stylist, a licensed cosmetologist, and okay. so this is one of the things that I talk to my clients that you do have to have, you know, a satin pillowcase or a bonnet or something because that cotton from your sheath is going to cause that friction and some breakage if your hair is already yeah. dry. And so it's it's good that you have uh, the leave-in, the, the two-in-one shampoo, right. but then also the daily moisturizer because you're right, if you're, we don't take care of our hair like we should. And mm -hmm. if you're a naturalista like me and you have your hair twisted out, I mean, it's humid outside. Yes. Then it's dry outside. Then you got rained on. Yes. You know, and then it was cold, you know. Yeah. So I love this that you have this product. So um, the fact that they are organic is something definitely that makes it unique. But then I love what you just said about there only being four ingredients in it. So yeah. tell us about those ingredients. So I started um, researching oils, essential oils, what they do, the effects on the body. So this was like a two-year research and oh, development. Wow. Oh, like wow. I, I should probably have a degree in, in that stuff by now. Oh, well, and so another lesson, guys, is it's not an overnight thing. No, it takes time. It takes time. So once I was looking at the oils, then I started experimenting with which ones worked with my hair type. So after I came up with a concoction that I felt was right for me, um, I liked it. I liked what it was doing for my hair. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I just started giving them out as Christmas presents mm -hmm. or birthday gifts mm -hmm. to people that I knew. and uh, Or, you know, teacher packages for my son. And yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, this is amazing. You, you need to sell this commercially, which I never thought about doing that at that point. And then I thought about, oh, if I go commercial, then that's like a whole business yeah. in and of itself, which yeah. I wasn't prepared to do at the time. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna be adaptable. There you go. I'm gonna adapt. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So um, sure enough, I found I started researching some laboratories because coincidentally, and I, I don't know that I truly believe in coincidences, but I did do an internship at Mary Kay. Okay. So I was able to you know figure out a lot of things from working there. Right. Of, um, how you contract, how you uh, right. find the laboratories, how you work with the chemists, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I did. And um, I found a laboratory here locally. So they um, they manufacture, it's called contract manufacturing. Right, right. Um, so I pay them to make my product. And right. they do, and they do such a great job. And so what oils did you find that would work? Um, olive oils, coconut oils, it's mm -hmm. the basics. Now, I also got down to the molecular structure because what I found out was all oils are not the same. Right. And the size of the molecule of the oil, you know, if you've got a molecular Girl, you're taking me too deep. Too yeah, deep. I'm taking you chemical. You, you look, y'all, there's four <laughs> ingredients, and they're natural. So that's what we're going to say in their oils and other yes. things. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things that you um, that you just mentioned that I think is definitely worth noting is, A, you said that it took you two years to develop this. Yes. So, so guys, things don't happen overnight. No. Okay? And, and it took another year on top of that to do the, the branding, the label, the design. Yeah. And, then, and then you started off sharing it with people you gave it away for free mm -hmm. right yes that's the other lesson sometimes especially yeah. if you have a product definitely if you have a service 
Yep. You sometimes have to give your products away. Yes. Absolutely. Because when you do that, that's when people see the real value in it. Absolutely. Because it's a gift. Yes. And they don't they're not obligated to, to use it because they paid for it. Right. If they use it and continue to use it and want it and continue to ask for it, that's a way for you to judge whether or not you have a valuable product on your hand. Definitely. So yes. Those are two really good lessons, guys. R&D can take a long time, so don't give up. Don't be discouraged. And then, two, it takes sometimes giving yourself away um, to find the true value of it and, and, and really um, take the pulse of the customer base that you want. Definitely. So I think those are great, great things that they should learn. Okay, so speaking of your customer, who is your ideal customer? You did mention um, uh, women with, you know, ethnic women who have women of color who have coarse or uh, dry hair. Yes. But who who are you specifically reaching out to? Well, this is the beautiful part. Um, you know, I've just been finding out all kinds of things along this journey. So when I first started down this path, you remember I told you I searched the um, main, it's called mainstream market. Mm -hmm. when I was looking for organic yes, products yes, for my yes, hair yes. and it was still too drying. Right, so, right. Because, then I thought, because mainstream strips oils. Yes. We need oils in. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. And then it occurred to me, I said, wait a minute, why do I have to go to an ethnic section to buy my, my shampoo? Like, why why can't it all be in, in one section? Like, right. We are We're separating women, ourselves. And we just want to wash our hair. Yeah. Right. So why do I have to be labeled? Right. I, I didn't like that. So I created this organic hair care line. It's four levels, level one, two, three, four, all hair. Nice. Because hair is not about hair is hair. ethnicity. Hair is about moisture. And I'm sorry, but I've seen some Caucasian people with some very uh, kinky hair. Yeah. Just like I've seen some dark people with very straight hair. Right. So it's not about color. It's no. about moisture. I am a licensed cosmetologist, and I can tell you that in cosmetology school, one of the things that was drilled into us is that mm -hmm. hair is hair. Yes. It needs the same thing to be healthy and to nourish, to be nourished. Exactly. Um, and it needs a combination of moisture and strengthening. Absolutely. That's what all hair needs. It's yes. about the balance of yes. that moisture and and uh, strengthening. So um, you're absolutely right. Hair is hair, and uh, it shouldn't be a division in, no. you know, are these black hair care products or women of color hair care products, white hair care products? Yeah. You know, we should be able to find our balance of moisture and strength absolutely. and so, use whatever product works for the balance. Yeah. So that's what I set out to do is... I want everybody, I don't care what background you come from, to be able to buy your hair care needs in one aisle. I love it. Yeah, so my level one is for, you know, white people with straight hair mm -hmm. who probably tend to lean more towards the the oily side. Mm -hmm. um, level two is for my people that have got wavy hair, mm -hmm. um, so they need a little bit more moisture. Mm -hmm. My level three is curly, so mm -hmm. you got curly hair, you need more moisture. And then mm -hmm. my level four, which is my maximum formula, is probably is kinky for hair. Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. Of course, kinky yeah, hair. absolutely. I love that. That's great. Yeah. And it's about what she did, guys, when she found, a, she found the four formulas that balance out though that combination of moisture and strengthening. Yes. So definitely check her out. So what's the name of it again? Bella Generation Hair System. Bella Generation Hair Systems. We're going to have all that information at the bottom of the podcast. Uh -huh. uh, make sure you get me some images so we can share some pictures on the okay. podcast also um, at Actually, the bottom. I, I have some on the clock. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Um, okay. So I do this thing with everybody that comes on the podcast this season and it's, uh, I'll share, I'll let you see it here so you can, you can look at it. Um, cause okay. it's here. So I, I am trying to make a point. So I'm like, there's no right or wrong answer to this 
but I want you to put a couple of phrases in order of importance to you. So the phrases are your brand's reputation, your specific talent or skill, your value that you bring to the table, your confidence, and your revenue. So how would you put those in order of importance to you? For me, number one is your talent or your skill. Because okay. that's where, that's the foundation for everything. That's what's going to help you develop whatever you're trying to, whatever problem you're solving, whatever you're creating. It's based on your talent and your skill. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's number one. Okay. Number two would be your confidence. Okay. Because in all sincerity, now that I, I look back and I'm older and wiser, mm -hmm. <laughs> I could have done this a long time ago. I mean, I've spent the last 20 years building businesses for other people. It just never occurred to do it for myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So once I got the confidence that, hey, I can actually do this right. for me, um, that's what kind of catapulted me to the next level. But I wish I had found it 20 years ago. I understand. So confidence is number two number two mm -hmm. uh number three is your value proposition what is it that you're gonna you know bring to the table mm -hmm. what is it that you're helping to solve for people right um how are you gonna add value to their lives to their lives right yes and then once you know what that uh proposition is your value proposition then you can develop to work on your brand because mm -hmm. your brand and your value proposition are tied in mm -hmm. closely mm -hmm. and then last is revenue i mean it's not the least important right but you know, there's some very creative ways to come up with, with being able to fund your business. Absolutely. Um, and it, there's everything from debt to equity. It just depends on how you want to structure your business. Yeah. Love it. I got it. So um, I don't tell everybody why I do that, but I do like that in your top three, your confidence and your value were in there because yes. I believe that you know, in order for us to, I, I say on my, my videos all the time that we need to live our value mm -hmm. and then love ourselves enough to be ourselves, which is the confidence piece of it, so that we can lead with intention and purpose. And leading is that whole thing we talk about adapting. As a leader, we have to know how to adapt to situations. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's important for, like you said, the way you put that in here with your um, skills and your confidence and your um, your value. Mm -hmm. That's how you lead is to know those things and have them, you know, embedded in you really well. Exactly. So, all right. So when we met, like you said, you were in a different industry. So I think you were doing imports, right? Like yes. at that time. So, yep. so international trade. yeah. So see guys, she's been from international trade to consulting and now you have a hair care line and that's yes. awesome. Which leads us back to the adapting and not being afraid to follow your own dreams and have the confidence to do it. Yep. So, um, how did you go from being in the import business to then being the consultant? Well, um, like I said, I've been working for corporations, major companies for the last 20 years. I have a, I have a really good corporate job mm -hmm. or, or career, if you want to call mm -hmm. it that. But I came to the point where I realized there's an expiration date on all of us who work for corporate America. Uh -huh. So whether it's because you have got health issues, whether it's because you experience some type of emotional crisis, whether it's because you're age, right, right. whether it's because you're ethnicity, we all have expiration There's an opt-out period. <laughs> yes. So the what I started looking at for myself was, what am I going to do when I get too old or too sick to continue to work? Uh -huh. How am I going to draw a paycheck? That's when I started looking at, I need to build a business that's going to help sustain me. Right. Um, and then I couldn't just leave my job and transition into starting my own business because I'm a single mom. So right, my right. kids were young at the time. So I had to keep food on the table. Right. So I was, I was doing both at the same time. Now I'm really at that point, I, I would say within another year or two where I can just leave my corporate job. Nice. Awesome. Which would be amazing. 
um, that went not all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a transition. And, you know, again, even with the transition, it didn't happen overnight. It took time. So, but the thing is to have an end goal in mind and just keep pushing forward to I... it and it eventually it works out man i've said this before you have to start with the end in mind yes because there's going to be an end at some point and i love that you shared with us you have a corporate job Mm -hmm. you didn't just quit working and say oh i'm gonna be an entrepreneur and throw caution to the wind and just you know pray you can pay your bills you have responsibilities and so that's something else that i think is important for people to catch i don't want these little pearls to, to slide by people because it's important if you have responsibility, you can't leave your job. You gotta right. take care of your responsibilities and you gotta find the time to do the business. Absolutely. And if it's something that you are truly passionate about, you will do that. You mm-hmm. will find the time and you won't make excuses. And so I love that you shared that with us. Um, all right. So what have been some of the biggest obstacles, which we all have, you know, yes. nobody gets to do this and it's like smooth sailing all the way, but what are some of the biggest obstacles that you've um, sort of encountered while building your business? And how have you, if you have, overcome them? The biggest obstacle, which is interestingly not the one I thought was going to be, but, uh, you know, coming from a corporate environment, I'm so used to laws and being protected by laws. Mm-hmm. And people aren't allowed to talk to you crazy. Well, they can, but, you know, you, you can retaliate. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you own your own business, you are not protected as a woman by law. So mm-hmm. sexual harassment, mm-hmm. um, just harassment, period, it, it comes at you and it comes wow. hard. So I I experienced that and I, I wasn't quite sure what to do about it at first because I was like, well, I can't sue them. You know, I can't complain to anyone. Right. So what do you do? And what I just learned was once I see it coming, I just head it off, cut it off. I'm not going to go there with you. And uh, yeah, I have lost business over it because as a woman, um, sometimes when, uh, especially men, when they come at you with potential business mm-hmm. options, it's it's there's ulterior motives and they try to hold that over Mm -hmm. your head and Mm -hmm. you know yeah you have the option of giving in and you may get it or you have the option of saying no thank you i'll find some other way and for me um i thank god it's just he always makes a way so i'm like i i don't have to resort to that kind of stuff and you know that goes back to the knowing your value yes because Absolutely. when you know your value, you can leave money on the table. You don't yeah. have to pick up every dime right. that comes that, that somebody puts down. And I think that that's something else that's very important for us to hear from that specific story yeah. is that you knew your value, you knew what you brought to the table. So you're not allowing people to um, take advantage of that or push you around. And so I, I, that's another reason that I do that little thing where we put that stuff in order because people need to see how how far up of importance those things are it's not all about money it's not all about having a pretty business and pretty signs behind you yeah. it's about knowing your value having the confidence to walk in it so yeah, that you can absolutely. do the right business yeah mm-hmm. i love that well i just want to thank you so much for being on the show i really thank appreciate so it i think I you have added stuff. so much value to the people listening um just so many different pearls and i'm gonna have all of them listed <laughs> at the end of the podcast because it's so i'll have it written down for everybody to see because there were so many I can't even remember from the beginning of our, our conversation. So I'm about to go back and listen myself just to put them all down. Yeah, to make sure everybody gets them because I don't want to miss one. So um, I really appreciate you being here, guys. If you like this podcast, please make sure that you share it with someone who's trying to do business because 
all of us need these little pearls of wisdom. We don't all have every answer. And when I bring my guests on, they are helping us to really form our own businesses with their own experiences. So thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next time on PB Inside. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.